0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com.
1: Accessing. This is, this is the Rich Eisen Show. There you go. Love it. Wow. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And you guys were wondering, <laughs> wow. when I came in today, I'm like, we got a new drop. And you're like, when are we going to use it? Does it matter? Oh, no. Don't The Rich Eisen Show. With guest host, Steve Weissman. Earlier on the show, comedian Michael Costa. Coming up, PGA Tour golfer Luke Donald. NFL Network analyst, Cynthia Freeland. And now, sitting in for Rich, Steve Weissman.
2: And welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show on this Friday. Give us a call, 844 204 rich steve Weisman. Sitting in the past couple days, thank you so much to Rich and the team for having me on. It's been a blast. We have a lot more still to come. There's one story that I feel like has not gotten as much attention as it potentially should have deserved. And that's Lionel Messi, arguably the GOAT of soccer, reportedly turning down a three-year, $1.6 billion contract from a team in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Three-year, one point one point six billion dollars. So
0: can't even say it with a straight
2: face. (laughs) I (laughs) can't. It's it's five hundred thirty-three million dollars a year. So I did all the math here. One point four six million dollars a day, like nearly one point five mil a day. That's nearly sixty-one thousand dollars an hour. More than $1,000 a minute and nearly $17 a second <laughs> is what Leo Messi was reportedly offered for a three-year deal to play soccer in like Saudi now, Arabia. So somebody says to Leo, hey, how'd you sleep last night? If Messi, and by the way, with that much money, he should get a full eight hours, right? He should be sleeping pretty well. On the sleep he number bed. Made half a mil. Just, just you know, overnight wow. on the bed. Now, he's not going poor in Miami. He signed with with. Inter Miami, David Beckham squad. There reportedly 125 to 150 million dollars over two to three years. He'll also get equity in the team, profit sharing agreements with both Apple and Adidas. <laughs> but turning down 1.6 billion is just wild to me. Like, it's wild. I- I've never been faced with a ten-figure decision. <laughs> so no, no judgment here. No, of course not. <laughs> and I hope one day. <laughs> a 10-figure decision is presented to me <laughs> that I could potentially turn down. But I wonder what his number would have been. Because I think everybody has a price. If for anything in life... The million-dollar man would agree. Was it $3 billion? Was it $5 billion? If they had offered him $10 billion over three years, does he say, okay, $1.6 billion, nah, I'm good. But $10 billion, Sure. Now I'm one of the richest people nobody, in the world. Ain't nobody turned down ten billion. I don't right. know because when you when you're turning down this type of money, it it's shocking to me. And I understand also from what I've heard that that Saudi Arabia is looking to make a bid for a future World Cup, right. and Argentina is as well. And if he took this contract, took this money, it may have some stipulations. Oh,
0: I understand. Okay, in I understand. terms
2: of that. And this is a guy, you know, wants to go back home. He's beloved in Argentina. And maybe if he took this, he would never be able to go home again. That said, I still think there's a price for that. I don't know if it was five billion or ten wow. billion, yeah. But one point six billion was not the number for Leo Messi. <laughs> you, could, you could afford it to fly
0: everybody from home to your current location if that was the case. The whole country. <laughs> I guess it, it just comes down island. to to happiness, right? This is a guy with a reported net worth of six hundred million dollars. Like you wouldn't even notice if someone missing, you know. So what? Like what's What's $1.6 billion when you have $600 million? It's all the same, right? It's Monopoly money. Three so times? I, I guess, but you wouldn't ever notice. Like, if you have $5 and you give me 15 yeah, I notice the difference. But when you have 600 and it's $1.6 billion, you, you don't really notice that. So, for him, I guess it's just being happy. Miami seems like a fun place, TJ. You <laughs> spent a lot of time there in your heyday. So, yeah, I mean, and you're talking about the equity, like – he can become part owner of this team at, at, at a certain point he's getting he's getting fractions of sales from from apple subscriptions to the mls package and jersey sales and cleat sales seems like a pretty good deal to come over and hang out in miami for a few years
2: it's a great deal don't get me wrong like he's making plenty of money nobody's going poor here and i just don't
0: think it's about money i i know the money is kind of the sexy you know, New York Post style headline that the tension grabs, but it feels like it's not about that with him at this no, point. No,
2: and I, I, don't, I don't think he's that type of guy either. Yeah. Lives a, a pretty, you know, simple life. And once again, you know, with the $5 to $15 comparison, I don't know what it's like to have $600 million, but I feel like once you're at that level, yes, you want to triple that just like you would yeah, I guess so. if you had five. I, I don't think the mindset changes. Yeah. I don't know. I would right love to that. have that. Yeah, it's you know, a good
0: problem to have. <laughs> great, great
2: problem to have. But when you look at the richest people in the world, they, they, they're not trying to lose money. Right. They're, <laughs> there's a reason why they're the richest people in the world. And it's about keeping that, you know, wealth and, okay. and making it even more. You you get $10 billion, you're looking to get $40 billion. Yeah,
0: he's already one of the most high-profile athletes and people, I guess. He's probably one of the most recognizable people uh, on the planet now, is it in terms of, you know, where are we growing the game? If I go to Saudi Arabia, do I do I care about them potentially getting a World Cup at some point and all the other stuff that obviously goes along with Saudi Arabia that we're seeing in the golf world right now and and Formula One and and, and the Premier League and all that stuff? But um yeah, MLS is like growing. It's fat. It, it, you know, it's up and coming. They've been at it for a long time, but it's more popular now than it's ever been. You know. How many people tuned into that crazy USA Mexico match last night? Yeah. Like that was insane. Wild. And So I, I feel like him coming to America and being a part about that. You know, we are the kind of the drivers for pop culture around the world, and so you know it doesn't hurt to be here, and especially at a place like Miami.
2: Uh, that's such a great point, Brockman, and, and also the fact that I think now is a, is a really inflection point for for soccer in this country. Whereas when David Beckham came over, I don't know that we were quite there yet. And it Doesn't feel like it. Now or then?
0: No, then. It, yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. it didn't feel like it then. No. Yeah.
2: And, and he was, it still is, such a rock star. Right. But But Messi is on another level. You take a look at the prices for the tickets to his debut in July went up 1,000%.
0: Yeah, that was wild. And they don't even know if he's going to play this year. <laughs> like, there was a lot of speculation that he may not start playing until the 24 season. So you're just spending 100x to 10x hoping that he, maybe he shows up and is sitting in the crowd?
2: I mean, the cheap. It's kind of
0: wild. I got. I'm not gonna lie. I looked at Miami coming to LAFC, and I, I was, hey, baby, maybe it's worth a speculative buy here. And they were outrageous
2: already. He, then, then they've already done their job. Like if you're if yeah. you're looking at that, then they've already done their job because it is going to help every other team. I mean, tickets for other teams, uh, you know, away home games when when Miami comes have gone up a thousand percent as well. The Instagram account for Inter Miami went from a million followers to 8.1 million followers.
3: Yeah, I brought that so up that's, last week. So
2: that's more than any that? U.S. team mm-hmm. from the NFL, Major League Baseball, or NHL. Wow. They have more Instagram followers. Inter Miami has more Instagram followers than any NFL team. That's wild to me.
0: I mean, the casual sports fan probably didn't know what <laughs> like ago, Inter Miami was. Like,
2: Are we entering Miami? Like what what is happening? <laughs> is
0: this like a new uh, terminal? In LAX?
2: The, the Cowboys have 4.5 million. So your, your squad's got 4.5 million. Is
0: that the most, NFL? The
2: most, yeah. Of course. And,
0: of course. we should have known.
2: <laughs> America's team, yeah, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but only half of what Inter Miami has. The Lakers, by the way, they have 23 million Instagram followers. So the Lakers are, are on another level. They're a worldwide brand. Messi himself has 471 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> 471 million. Only Cristiano Ronaldo has more and he's got 590 he took the money by the way in saudi arabia it wasn't 1.6 but he, t- he took like 300 a mil a year lot. to go to saudi arabia uh those are those are the top two instagram followings in the world i'm curious brockman if if you could guess who's next on the list of most followers
0: most most people with yeah, on Instagram, Instagram. Oh,
2: I know this. So it goes Ronaldo, Messi. Th- then who you do you know have? This? Who's I know because
3: I happened to like look up her number last week okay. for whatever. Oh, you said her?
0: Is it Kim Kardashian? <laughs> no.
2: It's definitely a her for three. No.
0: Is it's it Kim a, Kardashian? Is it Rihanna?
3: It's, it's no. She, uh-uh. she
0: I, she's an actress
3: slash singer. So am I on the Food <laughs> Network sometimes as well. <laughs> it's Selena Gomez.
2: Yeah. Oh, Selena Gomez. Yeah. Okay. Selena has got four twenty. Oh yeah. Jeez. Nice. <laughs> wow! Uh, a who's who's, a, who's after Selena? Do you, have you seen the whole have list? You seen the list, I, 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 Like I said, I randomly oh, looked I looked it up, up so okay. I know.
0: Like, all right, do I get a hint? What's, uh, I'm not going well, to. this, this it, is
2: another woman. It's in the ballpark
0: of the first woman that you yeah. named. Kardashians? Is it one of the Jenners? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it Kylie? It's yeah. Kylie. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. Kylie's got 393. Now at five, not a woman, not a reality star. So this is somebody who has earned. There are 383 million (laughs) Instagram followers. Who do you think this is?
3: Here's a hint, Chris. He may be in this studio right now. Oh, that's a great hint, actually.
0: Is it The Rock? I don't know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just so everybody knows knows what we're... uh yeah, TJ's got ah. a cardboard cutout. Oh, of look the at rock. that. Oh, the oh, look at the Dwayne fans. Rock Johnson the way, over there. I don't understand why the Rock is wearing Sap's jersey, because doesn't Sap hate him? Or do they squash that beef? I don't think it was ever hate. Oh, okay. That's an old school
2: Rock photo, by yeah, the way. That, that that's, face well, Rock. rock. Well,
3: that's it the was famous, the turtleneck fanny yeah, pack
2: Rock. from.
0: Uh, from
2: uh, <laughs> rock, one of the nicest superstars I've ever come across. When, when he did the car wash at Sports Center.
0: Oh, you're, oh you were there that day?
2: Was, yes. Nice. And, you know, interviewed him on SportsCenter. He's one of those guys, kind of like a Tim Tebow, that, that remembers your name the minute wow. he shakes your hand That's and always incredible. addresses you after that and, and looks you in the eye and it seems to be into your life. That's like a Tom Cruise thing, too.
0: Yeah. Did he crush your hand when he shook it?
2: No. He's not Adrian Peterson. So it's, I you mean, say. you know, nice, solid handshake. Actually, I think there was a hug involved. Wow. wow. Yeah, you got a rock bro hug. A, a rock bro hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's so jealous. That's like I'm so jealous. That's incredible. And I would. I don't know. Like I have no idea if he came in the studio today. If he would remember me or not, he'd pretend but, he did, but I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, and he would make you feel like he would be like, it's like we talked Steve. To, it's like <laughs> Steve. we talked <laughs> about, Steve, great to
3: see you. Bring it in. Oh, we talked about yesterday about athletes who like, <laughs> might know you or who at least like, be like, oh, yeah, you're so and so. So he'd probably, you're right, might not know your name, but would definitely know your face. I'm right? sure, right? The name check would be huge.
2: If I got a name check that from would The Rock, That be incredible. By the way, so he's he's only he's only five on this list. Who who do we have for for six through ten Instagram most followers?
0: T.J. Again, you know the list. Jay
2: Felly, help me out here. Are we get? Uh, we it's hints? another Selena Can we get type. Hints? Another Selena type. Jennifer Lopez. No, okay.
0: that's a pretty good guess, actually. Uh, another.
2: She's so, not in top ten. Another Selena but it is a good type. Guess. Yeah,
0: Steve, I'm 42 with a toddler, man. Uh, <laughs> at the risk of going full rich, there, TJ. So I, we, I, we I, talked about late. the Kansas
2: City Chiefs ring. Okay. Earlier in the show, Th- this Beyonce. No, but that's later. Uh, later, Uh-oh. you're getting there. Taylor Swift. No, but has a song, Seven Uh-oh. Rings. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Oh, that was that nice. so unsure. As <laughs> you
0: have some confidence when you belt that out. He wasn't Ariana sure. Grande.
2: I want it. I like it. I get it.
0: Couldn't, couldn't tell you one Ariana Grande song.
2: Really? That, that was a banger. Nope. I like that one a lot. <laughs> uh, after Ariana Grande, we've got another member of a of a certain family. Well, it's
0: Kendall, probably.
2: No, it's the OG. Kim, Kim, OG Kim. <laughs> Kim K's got three fifty nine.
0: She's got to be so jealous that not only does her sister have more, <laughs> but all these other other women are probably ahead of her. She's got to be so jealous
2: that Kylie, you know, has more money too. I mean, from well, her
0: Kylie's a with cosmetics line, a, a B, right, billionaire. Yeah,
2: she's yeah she. I don't know if she's turning down 1.6 Billy like Leo, but she,
0: she's, she,
2: she's got her own. Then we got Beyonce. Then we have Khloe Kardashian to round out the top 10. Brockman, who do we have?
0: Male, female? Male. Hint? Soccer?
2: Uh, he is an international superstar. Um, married. Um, famous relationship. Famous relationship? Wife is friends with people on this list. Never going to get it, Beckham. No,
3: I don't think that was a very good description of this
0: person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not
3: trying to give it away. Like your
2: hints totally yeah, gave it but, away. I mean, it's
3: going to drag. He's not going to get this without you. Got to really give one him... more TJ. Okay. A, a better hint. Come He's, on, we're playing sixty-four thousand dollars from the Great North. He was found in Canada. He yeah, was that's discovered- from the Great like, North.
2: The Beebs. The Biebs. Yeah, come on, Justin man. Bieber, 291 <laughs> million Instagram followers. But that's like half of what Messi half. has. Dude, Messi's the man.
4: And, Messi-
0: and he's got a great story. You know, the, the, the camp thing, the undersized, the hormone treatment when he was a young, young boy. Like, all that stuff. But then Barcelona's awesome. It's a really cool story. so. I'm excited to go see him play. Hopefully, I can afford <laughs> tickets to LA, LAFC. Enter miami game next year. Yeah, for the, the cheap is...
2: seats, it'll probably be like 500 bucks. Easily. Yeah.
0: I would. I mean, I'd be happy to just go to the tailgate outside.
2: Uh, I think. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna hit on my guy see Max Bredos, yeah. who's the voice of LAFC, and just be right, like, maybe Max, Taylor
0: Twelman can come back in the studio why, why and hook us we up. Why could we get a press pass for that? I mean, we could,
2: but. Now you want you want to be able to have fun. Yeah. No, we just want to get into
3: the stadium. I want to <laughs> I, I want to sit in the have a beverage <laughs> to... Yeah, I want
2: to get a, <laughs> a little rowdy. Enjoy
3: the I'm, environment. You think I'm really going to write a story about it? Like, no, I'm getting into the, By the stadium. Way, we could then do them a. are going to come here and sit okay. like it was great.
0: <laughs> now that you mentioned it, TJ, we probably should go do a man on the street for Come on. What, for what, hey, what
3: are we doing here? There
0: man there you on go. the street outside we're, interviewing people. Three-time
3: yes. sport Emmy. That's true. This could push us over the
0: top. Come on, all I'm saying.
2: All right. By the way, uh, speaking of billionaires, uh, Michael Jordan sold uh, whew, sold Man. his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets today, Man. and and he's related to Messi because he made money from every jersey that Messi sold at PSG Paris Saint Germain. So he's making money everywhere. We were trying
0: to figure out how much we've personally given Michael Jordan over the years <laughs> between me, Steve, and TJ.
2: It's a lot. Well, it's thousands a lot. of we'll dollars. Put it on a lot. A lot. I'd thousands of dollars. To, I'd be
0: willing to push. Probably we're at five figures, probably given Michael Jordan.
2: You know, he, he should let us play at the Grove. Yes. Absolutely. He should
0: let us play for the Hornets. They stink. <laughs>
2: uh, our next guest has, has totally played at the Grove. We've got Luke Donald coming up on the show, the European Ryder Cup captain. He's got some decisions to make coming up. Rome, Italy, the Ryder Cup. Cannot wait for that. Luke is coming up next. Rich Eisen show. Steve Weissman filling in today.
1: Kevin Hart, why didn't security let you onto the Philadelphia Eagles podium after listen, they won the Super Bowl? Listen, listen, listen Rich, uh, uh, first of all, uh, they're haters, Rich That's
0: the thing uh, they the haters And they couldn't see me If they would've saw me uh, Then they would've known Who I was And I would've been Right up there With the Philadelphia Eagles Bringing in the, the
5: Good times in the year, uh, Because, you know It was celebrate, celebration time And I'd say uh, The next time I need you all to know Who I am Because I'm the biggest star On the freaking planet Like, it's me and the rock That's it It's me and the rock Rich That's it It's nobody else Incredible
1: uh, I'm about to sell out The solar system Bam <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do and The Rock says I'm just playing good. No, go Did you do a rock? The
5: Rock says Jabroni you see Rich Rich Eisen The Rock The Brahma Bull sitting here you're talking about Kevin Hart why did he get why did he get uh, escorted away from the Philadelphia Eagles that's because he was drunk Rich <laughs> he was drunk Rich The Rock doesn't drink. The Rock, you know what The Rock does? The Rock has a juice. The Rock has a cleanse. Because every day at 2 p.m., I said 2 p.m., The Rock (laughs) drops a deuce. That's what he does.
1: (laughs) I got another good one for you. Uh, I'd like to ask Jason Statham, what what do you think about the NFL's new targeting rules to make the game safer? Let's see here. In the game of football, you have to be really really
0: rough and if you're rough that's when you get a good show now if you're not rough then it's going to be a little pansy so i think they shouldn't do it because i don't like pansies i hate pansies you know pansies people i beat up in my films i beat them up all the time and you know what i do after i'm finished with them i sit on top of their bodies and i have sex with me girl <laughs> <laughs> again that took a turn that uh, turn. <laughs>
2: Back, hour two of the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. Steve Weissman sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Stream for free on the Odyssey app or Odyssey.com. So excited for our next guest here on The Rich Eisen Show. We've got Luke Donald, the European Ryder Cup captain, former number one golfer in the world, my fellow Northwestern Wildcat and Sigma Chi fraternity brother. Luke, how you doing, buddy?
4: Hey, Steve. It's, uh, it's good to hear from you.
2: It's, it, oh, is, it, is, it is always great to hear from you. Things are great. Uh, U.S. Open going on in L.A. right now, LACC. Guys are going low, Luke. What What did you think of that first round?
4: <laughs> yeah, I watched quite a bit of it last night. Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, on the couch, not not being there myself. But, uh, yeah, pretty unheard of. You know, I, I saw a stat that uh, there haven't been 262s. The only other time was a tournament in Bermuda, which is a smaller event on the PGA Tour where we've had 262s by, by guys. So, unusual. Um, I'm sure the USGA would have taken note. I'm sure the Greens are firming up as we speak. Uh, I just had a quick look at the scores and they're already a little bit uh, tougher out there. I think today and and as as the afternoon goes on, I think it will get more and more firm and and, uh, harder to shoot those scores. So the USGA uh, won't, won't want those scores to continue. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, historically the U S open is very tough for scoring and back in 1985, Andy North had nine birdies for the entire week when he won and Ricky Fowler had 10 birdies just (laughs) yesterday. Oh, What's your preferred difficulty level for a, for a major?
4: Well, the USGA you know, and the U.S. Open, they've always tried to make it very, a, a real test of golf. You've got to hit fairways, hit it greens. You know, I think they, they've started to go to some different styles of courses, LACC, you know, re, re, renovated by Hans. It's a, a little bit of a, a different uh, golf course that you'd usually see in the U.S. Open. It has more width in the fairways, more about angles, more about golf architecture. And that's cool, but uh, you know, I think you know. Ultimately, the U.S. Open try and make it a tough test. The Masters, you know, again, uh, they they kind of go along that way. They want to see the best players perform the best on a difficult golf course. The Open Championship, the British Open, they let weather and course conditions kind of depict scores so every every major is sort of different um but usually the u.s open is the tougher one
2: Uh, i'm watching some scores today wyndham clark three under he's now in the lead at at nine under par hoffman four under for the day through 12 uh now that you're the european Ryder cup captain on a week that you're not playing how closely are, are you watching the tournament and seeing how your potential players are doing
4: yeah i 've been playing quite a lot this year just to be around the players and understand the golf courses they 're playing and seeing how good they are and obviously it helps with communication but uh, certainly on a week off i'm i 'm checking leaderboards i am watching the t v coverage more than I would uh, if i wasn 't the captain um, and just keeping an eye on everyone uh, I think that 's my job that's uh, I want to find you know who 's playing well who 's playing uh, well in the big events who 's uh, showing consistency who's who 's trending who 's not trending so all stuff I'm kind of keeping, keeping an eye on.
2: Luke, uh, we're here with Luke Donald, former number 1 golfer in the world, Rich Eisen, Steve Weissman filling in. You're a Ryder Cup legend. I mean, you played four times, you won all four times, contributed in massive ways for the European team. What was your reaction when you found out that you were going to be named European Ryder Cup captain?
4: <laughs> well, of course, obviously. A huge privilege, huge honor, Um, some unusual circumstances, obviously, going around it. But, uh, you know, this is a great opportunity for me, and I was never going to turn down this opportunity. I've had so many amazing uh, experiences on golf courses, but most of them, to be honest, have been in Ryder Cups. There's something about playing for a team, playing for something more than just yourself. Um, You know, we don't play for money. We don't play for points, FedEx points, DP World Tour points, any of that. You know, it's all about pride, and it just has such a rich history, the, the Ryder Cup, and uh, to be, uh, obviously, the captain this year is is a big honor.
2: Well, a huge congratulations to you. You've definitely earned that honor. Uh, I'm curious what your greatest Ryder Cup memory was as a player.
4: Well, have, as you said, I've been, been lucky to be on four winning teams. Uh, I've been a vice captain a couple times. So I've, I've been a part of five out of six winning teams, and they've all been very special, but I think you know, my my biggest honor, probably going out number one against Bubba Watson, um, you know, in the singles at 2012 Medina, just because of what that represented. We were we were behind and it was, you know, the miracle at Medina coming back from 10-6 down and obviously leading off the team and winning a point and getting some blue on the board early and, and kind of what that meant. I think, you know... Ryder Cups, the, the one I, I, I was a part of that we weren't successful, you know, just doesn't have the same meaning. You, you want to go there and win. And uh, obviously to play a big part like I did uh, leading off the singles for, for 2012 at Medina was pretty special, in the, Chicago obviously as well.
2: That, that's right. Uh, right, right down the, the street from Evanston, Northwestern. Uh, you, you mentioned you've been a vice captain before. What, what kind of captain do you want to be? How, how do you see this role?
4: Well, I think, uh, you know, I've learned a lot uh, over the six Ryder Cups I've been a part of. I've, I've, I've taken notes throughout, um, and, and you pick up things that you like from, from previous captains and vice-captains and players, and, uh, you know, for me, it's all about just being, by being myself, being sincere, being authentic, um, showing trust and showing uh, that I care about the players and the job, and uh, I want to do my best, and uh, I think you know, uh, and understanding the history behind the Ryder Cup and what that means. I think you know what what it means to wear the shirt and uh, and represent your continent. So uh, you know, I'll be bringing all that kind of stuff uh, to the team, and uh, some of the some of the motivational stuff that we try and get the guys so fired up about.
2: Luke Donald with us here, Rich Eisen show, Steve Weissman filling in. Luke, uh, you've got a whole handful of captains' picks. How do you go about making those picks?
4: Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, It's the first time we've ever had six picks uh, for the European team. Um, So obviously there will be six guys that qualify automatically. And, um, you know, I'll be looking at those and then trying to pair the other six with possible partnerships. I'll look at uh, recent form. I think uh, having six picks really gives me an opportunity to see how players are are really performing leading up to the the Ryder Cup. Um, But it also... um, you know, I, I think you can you can look at it all, all kinds of different ways. You know, how it, how they match up with the course, how they're going to match up with the six players, um, you know, and, and what they bring to the team. So uh, you know, it gives me a lot of flexibility, um, but also a lot of pressure to to make sure I pick those right. <laughs> <six
2: months. laughs> You've been to the course. What what's it like? What's it like there in Rome?
4: Well, it's a beautiful place, setting right on the outskirts of Rome. There's some beautiful. Uh, views of, of downtown Rome from some, some of the holes. You can see Peter's Basilica and uh, the Vatican and, uh, you know, some, some hilly, uh, kind of a hilly uh, golf course with lots of slopes and undulations. But uh, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be a great place for fans to see a lot of good golf, and uh, and as always, it's going to be uh, one of the most memorable sporting events of the year.
2: So, Luke, you you and the U.S. captain, Zach Johnson, first captains having to factor Live Golf into the mix here at a Ryder Cup. What, what was your reaction when the PGA Tour and Live Golf announced they were going to merge recently?
4: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's obviously interesting how you say PGA and Live. It really wasn't the PGA Tour and Live. It was the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the PIF. You know, Live is just a, an asset of of the PIF, but uh sometimes a, an important consideration to make you know i think this is just more about a commercial merger uh, between the three tours you know an attempt to kind of unify the sport and kind of bring all their commercial might and uh to the three organizations to benefit benefit golf as a as a global sport and yeah i think we were all a little bit surprised at how quickly it happened i think we all knew that the, the sport was very fractured and that something needed to be done, but the fact that it, it happened without really anyone knowing about it, only a few select people, that was the surprising part. So obviously lots of, lots of things to be worked out and to figure out, but uh, yeah, it's interesting times in golf right now, that's <laughs> for sure. It,
2: it, it certainly is, uh, and obviously there's a show on. What, what did you think of Full Swing on Netflix?
4: Well, I enjoyed it. Obviously, you know, being around golf and the golfers, I, I knew a lot of the storylines already, but for someone who's, you know, just getting into the game or doesn't know much about it, I thought it, uh, you know, shows some great sides of some of the players, and, you know, there is going to be a season two. Uh, I may or may not be a, a part of that. Uh, okay. I think Ryder Cup, uh, you know, might uh, um, you know have, have a little bit of presence in, in season two and how the players are trying to make that team, and you know, I think uh, it's good for golf. You know, it's, uh, we, We've seen how, how much benefit Netflix has done for certain other sports. I certainly love watching the, the Formula One. I've watched the tennis one. And just to understand a little bit more the inside kind of track is, is fun for, for an athlete or a sportsman or a fan um, just to see that stuff. So uh, I think golf uh, has really benefited from it.
2: Now, look, look forward to uh, Luke Donald on Season 2 of Full Swing the Ryder Cup version uh, our, our, our fellow Northwestern Wildcat Luke Matt Fitzpatrick uh, probably you know should be on, on your Ryder Cup team defending US Open champion what's it been like having another NU guy from England out on the tour
4: well uh, yeah i've enjoyed watching matt uh, grow as a player i mean to watch him you know win the US Open uh, last year was was special for me i think uh, you know, we always we always rally around uh, the people we support and have uh, consistencies with, and having that Northwestern connection, I think, uh, is important. Matt lives uh, pretty close to me, or spends a lot of time down near me in, in South Florida here, and get to see him quite a lot. So it's just been good to great to see his journey and, and how he's grown as a player and uh yeah i fully uh, expect him to ha- have a have a big role in the Ryder cup uh in september
2: I mean, it's it's massive we got we got two wildcats that have been top 10 golfers you at one i think matt's at eight in the world right now u.s open champion and uh you know there's been some other universities colleges luke that that have been producing some golf talent but and you i mean the, the purple pride is on the way
4: Absolutely, we you know we have uh, you know David Lipsky, Dylan yep. Wu is out on tour right now. David Niffle just turned pro and making his debut this week at the U.S. Open, and uh, you know Scott Harrington plays on tour, and you know we for for someone a Northern academic college uh, university, you know we've done extremely well, and that's uh, props to you know David Ingalls. Um, uh, the, and Pat Goss uh, on the men's team uh, that, that really do a good job with, with the coaching and, and getting these guys ready for possibly professional life.
2: And one of my favorite memories from college, Luke, back in the day, was driving with some of our fraternity brothers to Ohio to watch you play in the first Memorial. You were the Jack Nicholas Player of the Year, yeah. so you got the the invite to the Memorial. I, I think we all stayed at the same house. What you you also got to have a relationship with Jack, you know, over the years. You played in his last round on tour. I'm curious, what what are the biggest lessons that you've learned from Jack over the years?
4: Well, it's it's always interesting being around, you know, the greats, the people that were just so much better than the others, and I think they just have a different mindset. Um, they just see everything uh, one dimensionally that. This is how they're going to succeed, and there's no bumps in the road, you know. And I just think it's a little bit different to how most people find their careers. You know, I once asked Jack about, you know, how he practices short game in his his pitching and his putting, and he said, well... You know, Luke, I really never practiced it that much. I just figured I was good enough to hit it, chip it to 10 feet. And from there, I just figured I'd make most of those 10-footers. So, you know, I didn't need to practice. I practice more my long game. You know, and it's just a, it's just a different <laughs> atmosphere. Uh, um, you know, it's just a different theory, some of these greats. I think they just see the game in a, a completely different way. But I've been very fortunate to... Obviously have Jack, uh, someone that I could bounce ideas off. I actually was with him last week just riding around the, the golf course where we, we live, and, and he's redoing it and just... You know, you know just chewing off his ear about what he's seeing in the golf course and how he sees the game and all that kind of stuff and uh you know it's just it's a pretty special uh, to be able to have that relationship
2: yeah anytime you know you can hang out with one of the goats uh, that's pretty cool and have that sort of relationship what was that that last round like uh, i know it was quite a while back but but yeah. to know that you were gonna be in that that group when when he was playing his last round
4: 2005, yeah, paired with Jack, but also Tom Watson, who's, mm. who's no slouch himself. <laughs> I mean, uh, when it comes to open championships, I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, um, St. Andrews, the home of golf. You, you, I don't know if you've ever been there, but anyone who knows St. Andrews, you, you have the, the road holes, roadhouse Hotel on, on 17, every window was full. And then you go down 18, we spent about 20 minutes on the Swilkin Bridge taking pictures and everyone down the right-hand side of 18 and behind all the buildings, every single window was, window was full. Every time we got into a green, we were getting clapped. Um, and the ad- admiration, appreciation for what Jack and, and of course, Tom and what, he, what, what they've done for the game of golf was, was pretty amazing to be a part of. And, uh, and I actually made my first cut. Uh, at an Open Championship in 2005, playing with those two legends. So that was, uh, that was an added bonus.
2: You, you're learning lessons on the course, off the course, uh, you know, all, all positive things for you. Luke Donald joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show. Steve Weissman uh, filling in for Rich today. For those who don't know, Luke wears the coolest shoes on the golf course and and Luke everyone in this studio absolutely loves Jordans we're all wearing them in fact <laughs> right, right, right now we're all Facts. rocking Jays uh, how did you start wearing them when you play
4: well, I, uh, you know, I've been very lucky to have a, a relationship with, with MJ himself. I, I got to play with him quite early on in my career. He, you know, the Chicago connection, we had some mutual friends. He loves playing with good players and we just struck up a friendship, you know, probably back starting around 2003 or 4. Excuse my dog. Um, <laughs> the dog's always welcome. <laughs> yeah, there must be someone at the door, but, um, yeah we just struck up a friendship and um you know obviously for for a long time i I wore um foot joy shoes but um starting in i think 2016 you know my my contract was coming to an end and and mj was kind of getting into the golf space he just it's a real passion of his and he wanted to start with some shoes obviously and and go down and, and maybe expand into clothing and and all sorts of stuff and uh you know i just said you know let me know if i can help promote them not that he needs my help <laughs> you know, he, he puts a shoe out and it sells uh, pretty immediately so uh yeah i've been wearing the shoes now for i don't know five six seven years and you know low ones on, on with a golf sole it doesn't get much better than that does it
2: no that, that, that that's pretty sweet luke what uh, I, I know you get boxes and boxes of jays i've seen you you share that on on social media what what are your favorite jays
4: my my favorites are the ones. I, I I just love I love the low ones and the, and the high tops the, the highs um, as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's hard to beat the classic ones. The,
2: the the classic one. Now, do you get any custom Jordans? Just that the like one of ones for Luke Donald.
4: Um, I've had a couple. You know, he he sent once one Christmas. Whether I think it was one of thirty, but definitely not one of one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I got a couple. A couple of special ones that uh, I've been very fortunate to get. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I've got a little room in my house. I'm, I'm about to put some shelving up just to display a bunch of the ones. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to the, the process of doing that and sorting through them. And, you know, I, I, it, they need to be displayed. And <laughs> it's only
2: appropriate. It, it makes sense, Luke, that the ones are your favorite because Luke Donald was the first player to win both money lists on the PGA and European tours in the same year. Fifty-six weeks at number one in the world. So the the ones make sense, and and also Luke, for those that don't know, we we spent a lot of time in in art studios together. Are, are you still keeping up with your painting?
4: Man, I'm I'm not really. You know, since since I've you know I have three daughters at home, and uh, since they came on the scene, it's it's kind of taken a back. Uh, a back room, but uh, I keep threatening that I'm going to pick up uh, the paints and get the easel out again because it is very relaxing. You can really lose yourself. You know, and I think as, as busy as life is these days, sometimes it's nice to take a little step and a little breather away from from it and do something you enjoy. So you never know. I haven't uh, haven't done it in a number of years, but uh, yeah, I'm never going to say never.
2: All right, it's still still potential there. So awesome to catch up, Luke. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us on the show today. We wish you the best of luck in Rome to bring home the Ryder Cup for Team Europe. Even though it, it was, it's always tough because you know. U.S. guy, but, but I'm a Luke Donald guy. So whatever, whatever Luke does, I will support that. And uh, I also hope to see you at Wimbledon this year.
4: Uh, I appreciate it, Steve. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm planning on being there one day in the, the first week, so hopefully we can catch up and uh, talk, talk NU.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for your time. And uh, we will see you soon. Luke Donald joining us here on the Rich Eisen show, obviously former number one golfer in the world, the European Ryder Cup captain stories for days on Jack Nicklaus and TJ. A big Jordan guy.
3: I mean, I'd love to see the full collection. And what size? We didn't
0: get. You see, you didn't do it. We right. didn't get his
3: size. Thank you, Chris. You need to get a size and just see. If we
2: we yeah. seriously. You could have chimed in in case, well, in case I
0: mean, we, you know, filtered <laughs> in on that side. But, but me and Luke Donald rocking the ones, baby.
2: There you go. You know,
3: he could have been. So you the got 11. the red ones. I'm also a ones guy, I'm a very what big ones guy. What you got on there? Oh, okay. He's got a pair of breads going, on there. We're going oh, red. Are, we, are we looking at the soles right I there, baby? We are to it on the eleven. There
0: you go. There you go. It's a weird position. TJ always but. with the threes. <laughs> you know. okay, so yeah,
3: what do you got, TJ? On. I got you some, the threes uh, on today? I Jordan threes. You know, these are, uh, I don't know, these are just amazing. One of the best shoes I've ever had.
2: Uh, they can't go wrong, and we've spent if thousands we be, of dollars.
0: If we could be the first show sponsored by Jumpman. Yes. Like, I mean, maybe, been, maybe the greatest that's thing.
2: That's been my time. goal since the Jump Street
3: wow. was for that Well, Rich have. is a Michigan guy, and Michigan is a Jordan school. Right. Yeah. But Rich is a
0: Birkenstock. Now we're man, connected. So. I'm just saying, like, just they've got the, the camera showing his feet in Birkenstocks. What are we doing?
2: <laughs> Rich would rock Jays if they sponsored the show. I think that's a, a match made. That's a collab. Jordan X Rich Eisen show. Can we, can we make that something.
0: happen? That would be a dream of who mine. do we know. Okay. you know what? I'm I'm one. I'm one connection away from MJ, TJ. I'm going to make this happen.
2: <laughs> All right. I, I, think, I think we have a new sponsor for the show. We love our sponsors now, though, and, and we love being here. Steve Weissman filling in for Rich today. It is the Rich Eisen Show. Hour two. Much more still to come. Call us, 844-204-RICH.
1: When was the first time you met Jordan? What was the first time you met him? Shook his hand, covered him, or at, something like that. You know, the
5: first time I met him was at that midnight, midsummer night's dream game out there in LA, mm-hmm. and we just had there all. You know, that was a that was a time where guys would play in these all star games during the summer, and it was a real game. You know, it wasn't like they were out there like globetrotters or something. They actually really were playing with egos involved. So that was the first time I had met him then, and we just sort of met after the game, talked, and exchanged phone numbers, and so the rest in terms of how our, our relationship developed. It developed from that.
1: Well, I mean, if there's one thing that anybody learned from this documentary is that anything that Jordan ever played in wasn't just a regular game, right? I mean, that was a real, <laughs> you know, that's one thing that... And, <laughs> That, that I'm sure if anybody needed to be introduced to Jordan, and there's a whole, there's a whole generation that, that did, they, they just learned that. Did you learn anything from the last dance, Ahmad Rashad?
5: No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't because I think, you know, just like you said, when you introduced me, I had a catbird seat to all of it. And it was one of those uh, different sort of, I've never sort of been in a situation where I had sort of free access to the locker room, you know, to the training room, to their buses, to, I was just there. So I got a chance to see a lot of those things. I was glad that people got a chance to see the human side of Michael, and you see how much, how competitive he was, and how demanding he was. And I think what I what I take from that is, if you think Larry Bird wasn't like that, and if you think Magic Johnson wasn't like that, then you're not really thinking the right way. So it wasn't just Michael that was just a, you know, win it all costs, put your foot on the guy's neck kind of thing. All these guys were able to do that, but Michael, what separated him was his athletic ability was way above anybody's at that point.
2: How how great of a job do, does Mike do producing this show? I mean, every, like, this uh-huh. comedian's coming on. We got a comedian clip. But we talk about Jordan. We, we, we talk about Jordan in a in a previous clip. I, I
3: often just... wonder, like, because sometimes he'll pop something up so quick, and it's like I want to like text him or something. Hey, what about? And they'll already be up. I'm like, how do you have like how do you have a hundred buttons, Hoskins, ready to just like? That's so good. The anticipation is uncanny, man. I gotta say that Mike probably preps the night before. Yeah, but, <laughs> bro, you can't prep for. We go off the rails so much. No, that, I, like, I so understand. A lot of the stuff. I'm sure he can prep, oh, but sometimes yeah, we just we just go like. <laughs> you know, but I'm
0: I'm guessing Mike knew that Luke Donald we were going to talk about Jordan, and so he had that locked and loaded. But oftentimes, he is just the recall is kind of amazing. Yeah, like, it's Oh kind of man, ridiculous. he just said that. He's, it's like he's got extra arms back there, and he's able to, like, he's got like one computer on one side, and then he's got the, the two other arms on the other computer. Maybe he's secretly an octopus. It's really impressive. It, it, that's, Hoskins silent. is an octopus. That's that's what it is. New, but anyway. Hey. nickname. New nickname, the
2: octopus. Doc Oc. uh, Give us a call. 844-204-RICH. We've got Lee in Santa Barbara on the line right now. Steve Weissman filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Lee, what's going on, man? What up, Lee?
6: Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Well, first of all, I want to say that you're pretty cool. I don't really know much about <laughs> you, but you're doing a really good job, dude. And, uh, and I want to say that my favorite actor is your your wingman today. You know what I mean? Uh, bald brothers, right? And CJ, you're awesome. Me, my man. You know what I mean? I totally want to hang out with you so bad. Let's do it. Friend. Yeah, I just think you're the coolest, most rico, awesomest dude ever. You know Rico uh, like
3: a suave like, like the government Rico, like Rico or
6: suave Yeah oh, got gotcha. you yeah. dude you're, you're you're smooth You sound like a type hey, of cat I want to
3: kick it with Lee Oh man hey hey can you
6: give me a Rich Eisen mug
0: <laughs> 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 For Rich. all
3: that for all those compliments Absolutely I have no control one. over Rich, the mugs. Rich <laughs> mug You'll the mug We got your number Lee I'm sure <laughs> if we get your number we'll we'll try to get you a mug This is positivity hey, Friday I wanted to
6: bring up something that I think the world is just overlooking. Like, with Messi going on and and, and the Joker being a great basketball player, why doesn't Otani not get any love? Like, this dude is on fire right now. A month ago, I went to an Angels game in Anaheim, and I got there early. I met Reggie Jackson just like you guys did, and I got that kind of ball signed by him. You know what I mean? It was so cool. Uh, when you when I saw that clip of you guys with Reggie Jackson the other day, I cried when I met him. You know. Anyway, I got there early to see uh, a batting practice, right? And it's just to see Otani launching these home runs. You know what I mean? And and the, the the game started, and I was like, well, maybe people in Anaheim are, are running really late. Like, are they on LA time or something? You know? <laughs> and uh, and about halfway halfway into the game. There was less than half the people there, granted it was a Monday night, but why why don't people why, what's going on like don't you think this dude deserves like more hype or something
2: lee that that is a great question I, I asked uh, I believe Rockman earlier before the show uh, about it we because we t- I said this guy hey, by the way last night. It is 22nd homer. Another bomb yeah. leads the Another majors bomb. in homers. Pitched six innings. What can't he do? Shohei Otani is arguably one of the greatest baseball players in history. What what he's but able ever, to ever,
6: do? Ever and nobody and I don't think he's getting like he's not. Like everybody's talking about Wimba Yamba and Messi and mm. all these people. Nobody is like talking about him. You know what I mean?
0: So Brockman, what'd you tell me? Uh, I would say. I don't remember what I told you, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I got to say, Otani's incredible. He's, he might be the most talented baseball player of all time, and I don't even yeah. think that's a hyperbole or stretch to like, say that, what, what he's doing right now. Uh, nobody's seeing him because he's in Anaheim, <laughs> and uh, the, yeah, the fans but, down do there don't go to the games. Have, uh, if you go to any think team— somebody's
6: going to pay him $600 million? Do you, you think that?
2: S- probably. I mean, if he goes to Saudi Arabia, he could get $2 billion.
6: Get
0: One point six billion, huh? He's worth it. If he, if he played for the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, um, the Mets, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Mets, he'd be the biggest star in sports. But because he plays for Anaheim, fifty percent of the crowd is the visiting team. When the Red Sox are in town, it's seventy-five percent.
2: And we so and
6: played the Astros, and there was like half the crowd was the Astros, and, ha- and the other half wasn't even there. You know
2: what, <laughs> what I mean? Lee, Lee I we, believe it. Uh, appreciate you bringing that up, because it needed to be discussed during the show today. He's Shohei Otani, 22 homers, just uh, an absolute superstar. Appreciate your call, uh, and thanks for all the positivity as well. I mean, it just comes on and gases us up.
0: And if you haven't seen Otani play, and he, it's, we're kind of like Messi. If he, if this is a guy and he's visiting your team that's um, local to you and you he happens to be pitching, you need to see him. You have to spend whatever the money is and get a ticket and go. Even if he's not on the mound, you're going to see something special potentially every single night. The guy's hitting 450 foot Oppo home <laughs> runs, and then he doesn't even have, he's so casual and cool, TJ. He doesn't even have the energy to bat flip. He's just like, I did it again, right? And now he's round in the bay. Like, it's the guy's amazing.
3: I mean, I realize we're not that close to Anaheim. We're not that far in consideration. Not that far. But like, what you just said that just really made me go, bro. Like, how have you not done it? I haven't seen this man yet, and that's something. I, got, I mean, whether he comes to the Dodgers or I got to drive I me mean, a feller, let's hop in the They and, and play uh take, Tuesday. Take with an Angels game. Oh, that, yeah. that
2: was feller with the Maserati? Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I came in today. Oh, yeah, buddy. And I'm, I'm the first one in the line. <laughs> yeah. And then a Maserati pulls in after me, and I was like, I, don't, I thought Rich was in Israel. <laughs> I thought I was hosting the show today. Had no, I, I actually waited outside the door because I was like and then fell you never came in the door no, I, I came I, in they came had the in door another props way so i was like all right he's got the vip entrance whoever this is <laughs> didn't see Brockman that comes or tj's that nope. car it's like wait a minute what fellas the first guy i see didn't put two and two together until this moment in my life oh, man, so and i love it for you feller thank you i love that maserati yeah, you know, for you, know you. funny
0: it's like you're, you're secretly i know that you love it but you're kind of secretly embarrassed that we keep talking about it oh. a little bit but i know yeah, that you right. but i know deep down easy. you like it but oh i'm gonna go home and record this yes yeah. how long have you had it uh like two two and a half years okay He's a small mm. business owner, so
2: no, he told me about that. Right. We come off. into I had never met Feller before. It's right so kinda, he's like, I only do Fridays <laughs> yeah, because Fridays. I make Fella one point six billion doing this <laughs> other thing on the side.
3: <laughs> Feller said, "You're taking one billion. That's chunk change." <laughs> no,
0: I don't want to say anything, but
2: and I, and I think he owns the South. I was like, "Where do you? he's like, oh, I live in Hermosa too. Oh, you live in that big house on on <laughs> yeah. 19." I, I spend all of
3: my time like texting Feller with business ideas so I can get down. Like, how about we do such and such and then he leaves me on red you
2: know. okay get us on the <laughs> strand fella get us on the strand rich eisenhower steve weissman filling in today
0: yeah that house on the strand that's always under construction that's way, it's just getting bigger and crew? bigger to, to Feller's crib? Yeah, uh, no, bro. I've never been. Just, Just like Del Tupo. Tupo's boat. Like I've I, never been to the condo. I've never been on the boat, and I've never been to Feller's house on the strand. Like, you know where we I did? have
3: been: Redondo and Hermosa, and yet I've never been what invited. Are we doing? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine.
2: I mean, don't I, really I don't feel like I've deserved to be invited on either one, but I would, I would certainly not turn down well, that invitation. No, you would get oh, an invite invited. to the boat
0: and the Strand before we were Because you're more local than we are.
2: Like well, yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I'm so it's, the road. if I didn't get the invite, it would be offensive. <laughs> yeah, now I, at this point, you are invited. Wow, is awful. your house on the Strand? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning all these new things. Like I was and then I thought what else is going on in this building? Like who else
3: works here? <laughs> what, like, all these it's thoughts it's are going really through my mind. There was a the time, Steve, about, let's kick it back to, let's say, like four years June ago. of 2019, where there bombing. would be about 700 people walking outside in the thoroughfare, then all the big dogs of AT&T were up in the top. Okay, Yeah, you saw the parking lot littered with all types of cars <laughs> of uh, Maserati type.
2: <laughs> I mean, you pull in, and there's only, there's only certain spots for the Rich Eisen show, right? Like yeah. You feel kind of a, like a big deal. You're like, yeah. all right, this is only Rich Eisen show. I'm the only one in, and then the Maserati comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Feller's winning life right now, right? Yeah, he is. Rich Eisen show. Steve Weissman filling in for Rich. One more hour to go. We got Cynthia Freeland. Hey, in the house. Coming up next. Don't go anywhere.